Welcome to Being Better Podcast, where we explore the things that make us happier, wiser, and healthier people. Hi, my name is Julia, and I am your host. Every week, I take a concept, a practice, or a story to learn how it can make us better. I hope that this show can help you become the person you've always wanted to be. So, here we go. beautiful friends and welcome to the being better podcast i hope you are well and that you are taking care of yourself my name is julia by the way <laughs> if you don't know my job on the show is to guide you through the sea of information regarding ways in which we can become happier wiser and healthier and sometimes i do that by explaining scientific studies or experimenting with various practices and other times i interview experts in different fields who can basically do all of that for me and today is actually one of those times and i'm very happy about that because i am joined by pat mccully pat is a boston based serial entrepreneur he's also an author a ted speaker and just a wellness advocate He has started and successfully run companies in the tech space and food and beverage industries. But what I think is the most important when it comes to this particular episode is that he's also a plant-based powerhouse and an incredibly inspiring person. An important point in his life was 2015 when he was broke and burned out and he moved back with his parents and started experimenting with different lifestyle and diet changes and that's how he stumbled upon a plant-based diet that changed his life, which we will talk about at length in this interview. And after that change, Pat shifted his focus to building and supporting businesses in the plant-based space. And now he is the host of the popular Eat Green, Make Green podcast and also a founder of Plant Pub, a plant-based food and craft beer brand in Boston. And I personally found out about Pat by listening to his TED talk about how veganism changed his life, which now has over like a million views. And then I was very happy to learn that he also has a show, like I said, Eat Green, Make Green, on which he interviews world-class performers and experts to answer the questions, why isn't the healing power of eating plants common knowledge? Why are we so poorly educated about food and what can we do to change that? So in this episode, you will hear our discussion about how his experience with switching to a plant-based lifestyle changed the various areas of his life, including his approach to sport and even his close relationships. And we also talked about the science of, you know, you are what you eat and cellular memory also about becoming an ultra-athlete, about being in control of your body, the freedom of appreciating the small things in life, about advice for striving entrepreneurs, and many, many more topics that I'm sure you will find interesting. So sit back, relax, and enjoy my conversation with Pat McCulley. So yeah, Pat, it's so awesome to have you on the show and thank you so much for coming. Yeah, thank you for having me. I'm, I'm psyched to be here. How has been your day so far? Good, good. I am um, in Plant Pub, the restaurant. We're, we're supposed to open next week, so it's absolutely crazy. 
Um, as I said, I'm normally like recording um, in my apartment or a little bit quieter, more private place. But um, yeah, yeah a, a busy week. And um, yeah, I would just say a busy week. And you're day. also recovering from that Ironman, right? When did you finish it? So I did it about uh, three weeks ago. Yeah, so I'm about three weeks uh, post Ironman, yep. Okay, well, that's awesome. Um, you have inspired me to try to um, think about just, you know, some, I mean, not Ironman level stuff, but just think about triathlon and mar maybe running a marathon because I know I've been running for a long time. Um, but I just stayed in my comfort zone for, you know, just doing my 10 kilometer loop, uh, maybe something more than that. Uh, but I'm just, I'm, I think that it's, it's time. So you have definitely inspired me to kind of think about my, just stepping out of my comfort zone, I guess. I love it. I love it. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad I have. I, I try to do that for me, for myself, you know, just always be um have something that scares me a little bit that I'm working towards yeah I guess that just is a great growth kind of just it just pushes you to kind of think about your limits and actually that there are no limits I'm really looking forward to that Elliot Kipchoge movie because something is just like his um catchphrase that no human is limited is just kind of very I really love it Um, but to start of this conversation, I want to move on to my favorite segment, which is the recommendation of the week. Um, I just love asking the people that I look up to about what media they consume and what things they are learning about, uh, just to understand what makes them tick. Um, so can you share with us something that you have been re reading, watching or listening to lately uh, that you think that I and the listeners can find thought-provoking or funny or enjoyable uh, or educational or or just the combination of all of these um, so what can you recommend to us yeah I late as of late I think it it change changes often with with books and podcasts and things like that but as of late I have been listening to a lot of Ed Milet um, who mm -hmm. Um, is an entrepreneur here in the U.S. And, and worldwide too, but a very successful person. He has an amazing podcast with inspirational people on every week. But a concept that he introduced me to is trying to look at other people um, in your day-to-day -day life, um, trying to picture them as, as children, um, just as a way to have more compassion for them. Um, so whether it's, you know, the person that cuts you off on the road or it's somebody that's bugging you at work or, um, wherever it is in your life, if you can just, before you react, just remember that, you know, they were once a small kid. Um, and we all, are all kind of little kids inside of us at the, at the same time, even though we're in these adult bodies. And, um, you know, if a 12 year old did something that, um, you know, got on your nerves, like how would you react? And I think that's just yeah. a really cool way to do that. And I think we do that um, with friends that we grew up with and family that we grew up with naturally because we still see them as children uh, a little bit and there's a little more compassion there, but to strangers. We yeah, absolutely. So that's just something I've been, I've been trying to implement in my life. And uh, um, I think it's a nice little tool before you react in a certain way to just come back to that um, and, and keep that in the back of your mind. 
I really love that. I mean, I haven't really thought about that before, but it really, it's true. Like, I mean, I wouldn't ever just shout at a kid who kind of run up the crossing when I wanted to go or just, I mean, it's, you have to kind of think about that. There really is no this threshold that suddenly you become an quote unquote adult that we actually are just kids in a little bit larger bodies. And I think we still think about, you know, just making fart jokes and just wanting to get ice cream. And I think that a lot of those things never change. So it's nice to look at one another this way because at the end of the day, all of us just want to go home and have ice cream and watch SpongeBob or something. Totally. Yeah, totally. And I think like, especially like in the professional world, um, you know, it also makes you remember that like everybody's just figuring things out as they go um and and nobody really has the right answers the quote-unquote right answers and we're all just you know kids that have grown up to to where we are and and we're all just trying to figure out life and, and go through life the best we can and um yeah just just so it brings out the the, the compassion in you um, when you interface with others yeah like yeah i'm reading right now the um, I think the wisdom of compassion by uh, Dalai Lama, and I think it's like the similar. He he writes that you know at the end of the day you have to look at one another as just people who are afraid of suffering, and we all want to be happy, and um, and we just have different ways to get there and to achieve those values, and um, you kind of have to understand that even though we all have just different. Um, right definitions of what's a good way to to achieve the the happiness and and get away from the suffering we just all want the same thing so it's just really is something that I've been thinking a lot about so thank you so much for that recommendation or I guess that a uh, little piece of advice um, I usually link the recommendation in the episode description but since this is more like a call to action I would just say that to anyone listening just think about the person who kind of got under your nerves um um, just recently and, and think about uh, them uh, as a just kid who who's afraid of of suffering and just it just wants to be happy um, and now when it comes to you know you Pat <laughs> I want to start at the beginning um, to understand um, just this this crazy journey of yours I think it's so interesting um, so can you paint a picture of how your life looked like before you even considered going vegan or or making just this big I mean I I know it probably didn't happen just overnight but just making this this switch yeah yeah I think um for me I've always been like very interested in uh my health and my wellness and I played sports here all growing up and and through college or as you may say university uh, over there (laughs) in in football American football was kind of my sport and um yeah I always I think as when I was younger I always wanted I was interested in health and wellness uh more so to look a certain way than feel a certain way um and really what I was always told by coaches and doctors and anybody I looked to for advice was um, you know, a a high protein diet that was really like the norm in the sports world. And, 
back then and still, I think today quite a bit, this is probably, you know, a decade ago, um, you know, protein meant animal products, protein meant eggs for breakfast and meant chicken for lunch and it meant steak for dinner. And that was really like what I prescribed to and followed. Um, and I've always wanted to put the right things in my body again, back then it was more for, uh, appearance purposes. Um, but yeah, I just got to a point like after my sports days where I started to question that because I found it very difficult as I got into like my mid twenties to maintain my body weight and maintain, um, at least a level of feeling good. And, um, you know, I had health issues that I was always told were quote unquote normal, um, like asthma growing up and I started developing arthritis and I had some skin things. Is that crazy that we have like health conditions that we even call normal? Like if you think about just not being healthy is never normal. So I guess like it's funny, but it happens to so many people that, oh, you have, you know, asthma. Oh, you have high blood pressure. Pressure That's normal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, it, and that's the thing. Like I was always like, I'd go to the doctor, you know, when I was literally five or six years old and they're like, all right, you have asthma. Here's your inhaler. You're a super healthy kid. You know, and that that's the other side of it. Like, I, I was never, like, overweight or I was never, like, clearly out of shape or anything like that. Like, I, I've always been extremely fit. Um, but I had all these health problems along with it. Um, so my interaction with, with doctors and people I trusted was always, all right, you have asthma or you have arthritis or you have these other issues with your body. Um you know, but you're healthy, you just need to take these things the rest of your life, right? Um, and I, I just found myself at a point where not only could I not, like, maintain how I wanted to look, but I was just sick of dealing with, with these things and bringing, like, EpiPens when I would go on a date, you know, <laughs> or, like, yeah. bringing my inhaler to, like, workouts around, like, my buddies and things like that. And I just started asking questions. I wanted to feel better. I wanted to... Um, just just think differently you know it's kind of i always say it's like the definition of insanity to continuously try the same way of eating and not like get the results and not feel the way i wanted to um so it was kind of like pain that pushed me to the point of like being open enough to like look look at other options and look at things another way and that's when i really you know stumbled into plant-based um kind of by accident i mean i guess you've been experimenting with a lot of things like you said the high protein diet i I suppose that you also tried you know high carb or high fat it's like i know that there are so many people especially i mean i would i wanted to say especially girls but i guess now boys with trying to you know be as huge as possible and with you know there's just so many ways to be quote healthy or or that that girl or that man it's just you know I think just there are so many misconceptions online and um I am curious if you also have been you know experimenting and if you have then what was it about um the plant-based lifestyle that made you decide to stick with it yeah yeah I think like at the time I definitely experimented with like a few different things but always like I never I would never go like low protein like that was kind of the cornerstone it was always like 
high protein uh, or what mm -hmm. I thought was high protein, which meant high animal product. Um, and then, you know, I messed around with like, not really like ketosis, but like um, kind of like high fat a little bit along with my high mm -hmm. protein. Like, you know, okay. back when people, I don't know if people are still doing this, but like putting like butter in your coffee and like... Oh, yeah. It, I think it's called like the bulletproof coffee. Right. And I just think it's kind of disgusting. But yeah. I mean, to each their own, I guess. Yeah. So I, I like messed around with like some of that. And then this is at the time I was experimenting. Um, and then like, uh, you know, coconut oil on things and coconut oil in my drinks and things like that. But um, yeah, I mean, really the reason... I stuck with plant-based was simply the way it made me feel. Um, you know, it started with me. I was just like, all right, let me, let me just do a whole food plant-based breakfast instead of these eggs. And for me, the easiest way to do that was a smoothie. You know, at the time, like my tastes were so uh, conditioned to like animal foods and what I was eating that like, I didn't really like the taste of vegetables very much. I didn't, They were always like a yeah. side, like a secondary item that I like sometimes wouldn't even finish. So I was like, all right, like the easiest way to do this is to just like get it in a blender and, and put a bunch of good fruit and, and kale and spinach in there um, and blend it up. And I, I had already switched to, um, you know, a plant-based milk, uh, like almond milk at the time, uh, just because I thought it was healthier. So it was really like the first meal probably in my life that was like 100% raw whole plant foods and just like a real shot of it to the body. And yeah. that, that was the, that was the spark for me because what, how that made me feel versus the eggs um, was just night and day. And I realized like I had just never experienced a different level of, of how good I could feel. Like I think a lot of people, myself included at the time, like I thought I felt good. I thought I had energy. I thought I was sleeping well. I thought my body was working well. Um, but then when you experience this whole new level, you realize you weren't even close to how good you could feel. And, and that was, that was a spark for me. And I kind of, after that went on like a spree for like a couple weeks of like a ton of smoothies. Um, <laughs> and it was sort of like a, sort of like a, a cleanse period, if you will. Um, and then I started after that, I kind of started adding, foods back in and if something made me feel terrible like the old feelings I used to get I just eliminated it and if you know something made me feel good uh or as good as that smoothie I kept it in and and there was no like intention to go plant-based or vegan or anything like that um at the time it was just that's what made me feel best um and that's why I stuck with it yeah I think like the the green smoothie uh, in the morning, it, it kind of has become a cliche, but I think it's like uh, for a good reason because like there's nothing compared to just stuffing uh, just a bunch of vegetables and fruit in your blender and having just this, you know, the best of the best of the best of what the earth has for us. And I think like for me, um, when I went vegan, I, I had like the same thing. Like, I, I, I used to think that, you know, I, I had a lot, of, a lot of energy that I can run, that I can do all those things. But just the level of clarity that you have and the focus and just suddenly, I don't know, for me, it was like this wave of energy and 
Um, like I've always also been an active person, um, but my relationship with my workouts also just not feeling like you know sometimes sometimes you feel like you have to do your workout not like you want to you know sometimes you just don't feel like it but I think uh, after going vegan especially those first couple of months it's just like you don't have days when you feel like you have to do it like you always want to um and I'm also curious about that because I think um not only you've gone vegan but I I think you uh, also became like a vegan athlete with a with a capital A you know with like the 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 triathlon and and those endurance sports and I'm curious do you think that you would have gotten to that point uh, of of these endurance sports if you um if you haven't gotten vegan or just um or is it just an like an a result of of that switch yeah i think i think to kind of touch on like your the, the relationship with like exercise that you were just touching on um like it used to be yeah something i had to drag myself to do And I was a very disciplined person, so I would do it. Um, but it was, I had to drag myself, you know, and it was always like, it was kind of like, like a binge and purge sort of relationship where it was like, I bust my ass, like in the gym, then like I eat, you know, well, again, what I thought was decent, but what I know now it was not decent um, for my health. And it was kind of like, just this like, back and forth of like doing damage here, then working my butt off, doing damage here, then working my butt off. And it was just like this burden, you know, to, to work out and, and force myself to do it. And yeah, again, like I, I didn't, I thought I had energy, but I didn't. And that's why I had to drag myself. And then, yeah, when I switched, it, it's like, when you put good things in your body, um, you know, for me, whole plant foods, like you just have this energy buzzing through your body, this like newfound energy that I never had before. And like, we're supposed to move as humans. And, um, I just wanted to move. I wanted to, um, you know, get up in the morning and just, just get going. And it was just like a natural side effect of, of changing what I, what I put in my body. And that absolutely has led me to, um, you know, endurance sports, you know, I think I went a while without like having a sport, um, after my, after my football days. And I'm just, I'm not a happy person without a sport. I feel like I need a physical goal, just like I need a goal, um, in my life on, you know, the career side of things. Like I, I, need, I really like long-term clear goals and something I'm going towards. And endurance is kind of a cool thing where, you know, just to show up for an Ironman or whatever you're training for, like it can take years just to be in, in the shape you need to just to show up. So I love like that long-term approach um, and that, that very clear goal. And yeah, I couldn't imagine um, doing it on what I used to eat. I mean, um, I just feel so much more in control and um, I, yeah. I just feel like I, my body does what I ask of it. Um, and it recovers yeah. so fast and, and I just, yeah, I, the best way I would describe it is my body does whatever I ask of it. Um, and can yeah. 
I think in, in control is a good way to describe it because, mm-hmm. you know, I uh, I think I used to think like, you know, sometimes you feel good before a workout, sometimes your legs feel good, sometimes they don't and it's not up to you and sometimes you just, you, you just feel like having a nap in the middle of the day and sometimes you don't and like I know that um, there is just this, our, our body changes and it that's so completely okay however i think when you have that plant-based lifestyle or just when you put good things in your body like i'm not i'm not saying that you know going vegan is the only true answer because like you said there is no right answers but i think when you take care of your body in the way that you know deep down is true you don't go through those phases um when you just feel like like your body is just you know being mad at you and not wanting to um to work together and i think in control is just a really nice way to to describe that like you suddenly um you suddenly know uh, when and how you can get your body to the level you you want to have it you know there are some people who go you do like there's just this guy i think he's called i forgot now but he did like 100 ironmans like consecutive days 100 consecutive days with doing an ironman and i i think like using um your body to do that you have to know it you have to control it and I think like it's just it's just amazing what you can do when you actually work together with your body and not against it I guess yeah yeah I completely agree yeah that was uh I believe his name is the iron cowboy yeah I was I was looking for that iron cowboy that is like so hard for me to fathom you know having just dabbled in, in, in those, uh, types of events. Um, yeah, that's, that's just crazy, but yeah, it's, um, control. I can, I completely agree. It, it, it's control mm-hmm. and, and it's changed my relationship in terms of like, um, you know, I don't feel like I have to work out every day at the same time, although my body wants to, and there's the energy buzzing through it. Like I don't beat myself up if all I could do today was take a walk or, yeah. or, or I just didn't have time to do anything because I know like I'm putting the right things in my body. Like I'm not going to gain weight or like anything like that. Like, you know, so it's, yeah. it's just a different relationship. I don't, I don't stress out about any of that stuff anymore. Like I used to. Yeah. I like someone asked me recently, like, oh, like, how was your just vacation or, or, or summer, I guess. And um, and she asked me, um, where are you where are you running every day? Like, wh- did you have to run every day when you were on vacation? I was just like, have to like, what what do you mean? I, I never approach it as something that I have to do. It's just something that I crave. You know, there's just a day without a run is just like a lost opportunity for me. Like I, I used, I had this conversation with my sister and we described um, what I would, our perfect day would be like. And I'm just like, you know, waking up somewhere pretty and going for a run, then going, you know, uh, swimming in the sea for a second and then maybe having a great breakfast that seems like the perfect start of the day and I just realized well I can pretty much do it now every day and I can have that perfect 
day and I can actually have that every day and I just realized this is this is being blessed and this is actually I'm so grateful for that and not just grateful for the opportunity but grateful for me realizing that I don't need anything else this is actually what makes me happy and I'm just grateful for just the sheer realization that this this is everything you need to to be in that state of bliss mm, I, I love that and I completely agree like like I, that's all I need as well like as long as I have nature and a healthy body and good food like I really don't need much else because I I recognize like you do that that is the thing that brings me life that that is the thing that makes me happy um so I that's always in the back of my mind like with career type stuff like I know no matter what I do like career-wise that that is not the thing that makes me happy um you know it's the very simple things of being able to run through the woods or go for a swim in the (laughs) ocean or as long as I keep making time for that stuff like that ultimately is gonna that's my happiness not any of the other stuff I think it's incredibly freeing um, that you have all these goals, but there's not a lot of pressure to fulfill and achieve those goals because you know that even if, you know, just even even if it's all fucked up and you fail or something at those goals, you, you can always just do live that simple life and just go live in a forest and that will be that and I think it's very freeing and um and just puts things into perspective that like you you can try to you know build a successful company become a CEO or do whatever it is that you want but there is not that pressure and for me at least I hate pressure I just work very bad under pressure if it's time pressure or or just whatever so I I quit uh, competitive swimming because it was just I didn't want to do it for anyone else. I just wanted to do it for me. And that's why I love running. Um, And I think, yeah, just not having that pressure and realizing that all you need is like just being, living a present life and living in a state of gratitude. I just think that realizing that you, you don't need much is the thing that really keeps coming back to me. Um, recently through Mm. different books that I've been reading and meditations. Yeah, I love that. And I think that perspective, at least for me, allows me to take risks that maybe other people wouldn't be willing to take because I know like if I completely fail uh, and go back to zero, like I still have all the things that make me happy, you know, like Mm -hmm. my my identity and self-worth is not tied to like success it's you know i know who i am and i know what makes me happy and like i don't need these things to succeed obviously i want them to and i work so much at them and so hard at them uh but i know like the outcome uh isn't going to change like my happiness level um so i think like as you said perspective it, it it allows you it allows you to take more risk because if you're, if you're comfortable at the end of the day, you know, living in the woods off very little and that's what makes (laughs) you happy, then like, why not shoot for the stars, you know? Yeah. And I think it's kind of hard to understand it. And maybe that's why um, people who are struggling with health problems or just, just a typical American diet, I would say, um, are just saying that, you know, vegans, they, they just are, 
so fake and they they just you know are full of shit and i think it's kind of hard to understand this mindset that you really don't need a lot if you are not actively living through it i'm not saying that uh, people who are vegan are better again i'm not saying that this is the only way to live i'm just saying that if you are in this when you are in the state of being energized and actually wanting to move and and this being your favorite part of the day that's like this is only when you can understand it and um like if you don't and if you haven't ever experienced that then you might think that what me and pat are talking about right now is just some crazy shit that we are just you know faking it but i think it's it's really hard to describe it if you haven't if you haven't felt that it's like it's me and you it's so easy to connect because we both know the feeling and we both know it's like sometimes you just run and it's 5 a.m and you just see a deer in the woods and just like what is life and it's just this is the whole everything that you need to to feel like you are the most uh, blessed person on earth Um, but if you haven't seen that I think it's kind of it's kind of hard to understand that, and I think that's why there's a lot of uh, hate when it comes to um, just the vegans out there. Some, I mean, some some is well deserved. Like I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, yeah, and I think I think it's hard to um, wrap your head around and understand what you just said when you're putting shitty food in your body. Like it's very hard to feel at ease when, you know, your, your body is very much in disease. Um, so like, it's hard to relate to what we're saying if, um, you know, the, your, your true self is kind of blocked from all this bad shit you're putting in your body, you know? Yeah. Um, I really loved your TED talk, I think, as many other people, uh, do, but I just, one concept that really struck me is something that I haven't heard about before, which was weird for me because I've uh, I've read so much about veganism and listened to so many people. But you've talked about something called cellular memory. And I really, I think that's so interesting for me. And I would really uh, like if you uh, can explain uh, again to me and to the listeners um, this concept and why it is so important when it comes to our well-being and especially um, the food industry and our health. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how I generally explain it if like I had more time is just, um, you know, the fact that like everything, um, you know, and I always like preface this by saying like, I, like, it's not like hippie talk. It's like physics. Um, it's actually, (laughs) it's actually like reality. It's not hippie talk. Uh, but like just the understanding that like everything in our physical world, including our bodies is just at, at kind of the, the quantum level is energy and, everything is just energy. So the, the chair you're sitting on, our bodies, um, you know, your, your microphone, um, everything. And, and like the idea of cellular memory, that was kind of just a way to share. Um, and I think it's also a, a, a cool, fun example to kind of demonstrate that. Um, is that like, you know, mem- memories and experiences exist like at a cellular level, not in like somebody's brain. Um, and we know this from like, 
stories of like transplants when, you know, somebody gets uh, a, a kidney donated from, from somebody and put in them, um, that they, um, you know, will start to develop uh, a similar taste for a dessert that that, you know, person that is now deceased, um, you know, had, or all of a sudden they can play the piano because, you know, the person's liver they got, like they were a pianist and just really weird things like that, that demonstrate that, okay, like, um, you know, these, these things exist at a much deeper level, um, in a person and things. So, um, yeah. And then when it comes to like the food you put in your body, well, obviously that is a very similar, um, idea, just like a, just like a transplant where, you know, you are taking on, um, the energy of what you put in. If it's a, you know, head of kale that was grown in the sun in amazing soil, um, in an amazing climate, um, you know, that has energetically some impact on your health. If it's a cow that was raised in a 10 foot enclosure its whole life that, you know, was fed a bunch of crap its whole life, never saw the sunlight, never ran around. Well, that has a totally different impact on your health. Um, so, um, kind of the old saying, like, like you are of what you eat. Like I, I very much believe that. And again, I don't think that's, uh, that's hippie talk. I think that's science and that's, that's physics. Yeah. Um, and that's just the, the makeup of, of reality that we don't want to really, um, look at, you know? Yeah. Like it really, it's science. I think it's like this, um, I mean, I, I used to think that this is something just like, oh, the energy you give out is just like the energy um, that is this is like reflected onto you. Um, but now I think it, like it really makes sense. And it's also like there's another factor, I think, when it comes to you are what you eat. And that's just our gut microbiome. It's just like there are a lot of different um, types of of uh, gut bacteria that you have in your tummy and you know some of them are feeding on this type of uh, food and some of them prefer this type of food and if you you know eat uh, Big Macs um, every day that's the type of bacteria that you um, have and that's the type of bacteria that is the most present in your gut and this is what you're going to crave um, but if you eat a salad every day f to for lunch, then this is the type of bacteria that you raise. And this is the things that are, you're going to crave. And I think you have to realize that, you know, your choices um, not only define your today, but also define your tomorrow and the day after tomorrow. And sometimes even your next week. So I think this whole... Um, there's just so much science behind it and you cannot run away from, um, from it using those different, you know, diets and, and, and just trying to cheat your way, um, to well-being and health. Um, I think there's just one way and you just have to really think about if you really want to, um, go and make that decision or, or just kind of be miserable um without knowing it that's the that's the worst part i think um yeah i also wanted to ask you about your when you made that switch that 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 
um, life decision, I guess, that I'm talking about um, to change to to a um, whole food plant based lifestyle. How has that decision influenced um, the people around you? Um, I mean, when I went vegan, I was met and I'm still met with that, you know, you think you're better than me mentality. And I just, I think it's it's like you also have the podcast and are a, a person who is present online and and has a following. So I'm curious uh, in like your closest circle or maybe your friends or maybe extended family um how has that decision influenced other people and and do you think that you have uh, experienced mostly uh, words of encouragement and support or maybe that that I, like i said that you think you're better than me um kind of um mentality yeah yeah i think i i think for me it's been mostly encouragement i mean i think like initially there was a lot of like what are you like what are you even talking about um just because um you know people just don't know what they don't know and and, you know again uh going back to what i said earlier just to try not to like judge people how how they're judging me um it, it was new to me and i probably if somebody came to me uh in my family and said that you know back when I was uh, living the way I was living very differently. Um, you know, I would have thought they were crazy too. So I kind of recognize that, but I think um, in just something great about my family in general is that they, um, you know, whether they're judging me or not, they're not going to like uh, express it very much. They, they kind of <laughs> just like, all right, like, do you know, do your thing. Um, and <laughs> that sort of thing. But I, I, I think, like over the years as they've seen like you know especially the first year they're seeing like all my health issues going going away and then over the past you know seven years they've seen what i've done you know not only physically but from a health standpoint like i as a kid that used to be in the doctors quite often you know i haven't i haven't been to a doctor's office in six years um so it's just like it kind of speaks for itself. Yeah, and that's awesome. I'm out here, you know, of my friends and family, I'm, you know, in the best shape of it, anybody. I'm, you know, doing these triathlons and things like that. And, um, you know, I, I think after a certain point, um, you know, the actions speak much louder than, than the words. And I think people naturally start to ask you more questions about it and, and they want to be interested. And at one point early on, um, my mom did like six weeks whole food plant-based with me. Um, and she was actually my first, my first podcast episode. I had her yeah, go. Yeah, I've listened to the beginning of that. I really think that's awesome. And she really seems like a, a lovely person. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. She no doubt is, no doubt is. And um, yeah, and um, yeah, so that was super cool. And, and from there, you know, she experienced like just in six weeks, all these changes and um you know, a lot of it has stuck, stuck with me. And a lot of like my family members, um, have got on board at least to like an extent, um, if not like a hundred percent, a lot of them do it, you know, 80, 90% of the time. Um, so it has definitely trickled out. And I think generally like in my, uh, circle, it's, it's been, it's been positive, but I certainly early on, like had, especially men and buddies that I used to hang out with, to be honest with you. Um, 
that would give me a hard time and, you know, say yeah. guy type things. <laughs> to yeah, me. I can, I can imagine all those little, um, comments. I mean, uh, I just don't, I mean, most people that would like, you know, discourage me when I'm make, trying to make a positive change in my life, like not to be mean or anything, but they're just no longer in my life. Like those aren't the people Like yeah. if somebody around me is making a, a step to better their life and better their health, like I'm going to be their number one cheerleader. And like, that's yeah. the people, that's the people I want in my life. That's the people I have in my life. And like, so back when I was initially doing it, like it was kind of like a, okay, like those people don't really want the best for me. Um, and I just, I don't want to be around it as much. So, yeah. I completely agree. Like for me, I, I, I think it's like a, it's a nice test at the end of the day because you have to know that, you know, if someone doesn't support you um, and, and kind of, you know, it's not rooting for you, then then you maybe don't want to have them in life. And again, uh, it's not like I am only... Uh, you know, meeting people and having friends that are vegan, most of them are not, but just I want to have people who do not use my food choices as a way to decide if, uh, if you know, if I am an X type of person, you know, and, and I'm not judging anyone for the choices they make when it comes to the food that they're putting, you know, I am doing my part and if they think that what I'm doing is cool, they can try to do the same, but I'm not going to try to change anyone and I'm not, I don't want to uh, have anyone around me who expects me to change uh, because they feel insecure or they feel like they have to try the same thing and they, do, they don't want to and that's why they're commenting um, and, and saying hurtful things, things because usually it's just because they're insecure and And, and you know it's like for me the most like what drives me crazy is like when you say to someone I'm vegan the I think the most common comment that I get is just uh, oh I could not do that and I'm just like I haven't asked you like why are you talking about what you could do I'm just saying that I can I what that's what I do and I haven't said that you should do it or what do you think um, and it's like I think it's so interesting that you know, the first thing that I, that they think about is, oh, oh, oh she's vegan. Oh, oh, and how, how would it, if I, if I was, if I was that, or, or it's like, it's immediately they're thinking about themselves and, and feeling, I don't, I think it's insecurity. Maybe I'm wrong, but I, I think just think that's so interesting that that's like the most common response. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And I think it's totally, insecurity and it's like when people feel like they have to tell you like what I get a lot is like people like to tell me like what they eat that happens to be plant-based yeah like, oh, oh they're yeah. like oh well you know I, I get this smoothie here like you know every Monday morning I, I love it and I'm just like all right I mean that's amazing great like great for you but there are people are always telling me what they eat and yeah. <laughs> it's just it's just like a strange thing to like when you're having a conversation yeah. with somebody that they like just yeah or, or, or something eat. like 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 a person that says that oh you're vegan well you know i decided not to uh, like have a meat sandwich today i'm just like it's nice but i'm just like i'm not your doctor you don't have to 
say that you also make good choices. If you think that those are the good choices to make, then then do them. But you don't have to kind of wait for me to notice them and kind of validate um, your choices. Because if if this is what inspires you, then then go ahead and try. But I'm just kind of not the person that is supposed to kind of um, congratulate you on your on your choices or, or journey I think that's just so funny that that's like the the first thing that we think about is is how um the the others people's choices reflect on on what we do I think it's interesting and it speaks to a lot to you know the human nature um but I also want to traverse a bit from from this topic and and talk a bit about your um I guess career because I know that you have been always quite like an entrepreneur and I know that you have started like a dating app company um, all those years ago and and you have an extensive experience building um, those I guess just brands uh, from scratch and I know that now your primary focus is the plant pub um, which is a uh, you know 100% plant-based pub in Boston so um, I'm I guess I'm curious, what would be your advice to all those striving young or old entrepreneurs out there? Uh, because you have so much experience and I'm curious, you know, also what is so attractive for you in, in starting companies and, and building brands? Um, I'm just very interested. Yeah, so I think for me, like initially, like it, it ties back to like the clear goal. You know, like I, I'm a person that just is not happy without a clear goal. And early on, like, you know, after after college, I, you know, got my first job and, you know, all of a sudden I I didn't have a clear goal. Like in school, the, the goal was to, you know, get your grade in the class for the semester. And you always had like a, a goal out in front of you. Um, and on sports, it was the same thing. Okay, I got to get prepared for the season. Okay, I got to get prepared for the game. I got to, you know, uh, there was always a clear goal ahead of me. And when I when I got that first job, like, there was no clear goal. The, the, oh, my only goal was to get to like 5, 5 p.m. so I could get the hell out of there. And I just felt like I was just kind of like floating through each day. And, you know, I've always kind of had ideas and, um, I think to some extent had like the courage to go after them. Um, and I just knew like after that first job, which I only lasted a few months at, um, that I just was never going that route again. Like I, I'm somebody that needs to wake up in the morning with a clear goal that I'm working towards. Um, and that, that's what led me to, to entrepreneurship. And, um, yeah, my first, my first business was a dating app, like way back when dating apps were, just coming out like the big ones like tinder here and uh, a bunch of those so i was kind of like one one of those startups at the time had no clue what i was doing um just tried to figure it out as i went and um i think like to get to advice for people um you know i feel like i took kind of a, a harder path like i was 22 years old and just like jumping right in um, and trying to figure out how to start and, and run a business. And I think there's a lot of positives, but there's a lot of negatives to that too. Like, obviously you have no experience. You, you really don't know what you're doing. 
Um, you know, I had a business background from school, but that like, honestly, that doesn't really apply to real life business in, in my experience. Um, and you also, as a young person, generally like you don't have, you know, 20 years of money in the bank or anything like that. So you're starting off with very little, um, and you don't really know what you're doing. And there's a ton of value in that. And there's a ton of like advantage is because you see things differently because you don't know how they're typically done and traditionally done. So you often end up like innovating uh, by mistake. But um, I think if I could go back to 22, I would tell myself to find somebody I admire, you know, find an entrepreneur I admire in a space I want to be in um, and just go, you know, DM them, contact them on LinkedIn, send them emails, like in a respectful manner, but in a persistent <laughs> manner and just be like, look, like, Hey, here's who I am. Here's what I'm interested in. Like, let me come work for you. Like you can pay me very little or nothing. And I will just work for you for the next year. And once you, I think like, no matter who you are, like free help, anybody will take free health help from somebody that is dedicated and that will show up and actually provide value. Um, and then once you're in that circle of like that person you admire, right. That has all these connections because they're 10, 20 years ahead of you. Um, yeah. and you get around that crowd, right. And you, you spend a year or two there with them, right. Maybe you become irreplaceable to them over those few years. Um, and it ends up becoming, um, an amazing job in the exact field you're interested in. Or now when you go to start that first company, like you have all the connections you need to go do it. Um, and that's something I, you know, just learned, learned the hard way. Um, and I don't want to discourage like the 22 year old or the young person from just going for it either. Um, because I think, uh, you can do that. And I think even, you know, that was 10 years ago for me and, you know, I didn't have social media really back then like it is today. I didn't have like a lot of the tools we have now today where there is a lot more opportunity uh, with way, way less experience to just go at it. But that's what I would say like to young entrepreneurs listening is like, you know, just get around the right people and do whatever you need to get around the right people and, and provide value and be a good person and and form relationships because then when you're 25 um you're gonna have all the tools you're gonna have access to to money and and people that you know can move the needle for you and, and make things happen um so that's what i would say there if i could go back to myself i guess that's advice to myself <laughs> that for any young young person yeah I think that's awesome. And it, it kind of comes back to, uh, like we talked about before, um, just taking risks. Like um, when you know that you're, you'll be fine if that it will not work out, um, you can kind of take those risks and, and, and message that person and say, you know, I can work for you for free and I will do it happily. And just, you know, suddenly you know that it's not as scary out there as you used to think and you don't have actually that much to lose um because right you you'll be happy either way um 
and also I like what you said that in innovating by mistake when you when you don't really know what you're doing and you're just starting out and you're just kind of aware of everything because just just kind of trying to pick up what other people are doing um, I think innovating by mistake is just kind of describes my life and my approach perfectly just kind of trying to figure it out as I go and trying to um, learn but also know that there are there are no right answers like there are people who build those incredible companies but they 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 didn't have any experience and it kind of happened by chance and and sometimes just you know you have to right take those those risks and and if uh, if realizing that uh, those risks um you know not not working out for you is not going to hurt you maybe that will help you along that journey um you know i'm not necessarily saying that you have to right go vegan becoming a monk or something of this sort but just realize what are your goals and priorities and what are you willing to sacrifice and and what you are not willing to sacrifice and I think if you realize that um, there are not actually a lot of things on that list of the things that you are not willing to sacrifice um, then I think you have immense freedom and and I really like uh, that approach um, so thank you for that advice yeah absolutely I really wanted to thank you again for coming on the show. It's been such a fun conversation and I loved, you know, just being able to share our experiences when it comes to, you know, just being vegan, I guess, which is not as uh, as an unusual thing, I, I, I know, um, but um, it's always nice to just um, talk to a like-minded person. So thanks so much for coming um, on the show. Yeah, th thank, thank you again for having me. And it's, uh, I will ditto what you said, absolutely fabulous uh, convo. And um, I got to start following, <laughs> following the show and uh, following what you're doing too. And um, obviously, if I can be of uh, help in any way, hit me up. I will. I definitely will. When it comes to um, where the listeners can find you on the internet and other things that you do, um, where should they go? I would say, I mean, social media is best, probably Instagram at eat green, make green, uh, TikTok at eat green, make green, uh, eat green, make green .com. Um, Instagram is probably the best uh, messaging wise. Um, yeah, that's what I was saying. And then you can also, um, check out, uh, plant pub. If you're, uh, on the East coast of the United States or in Boston, uh, plantpub.com. Um, yeah, that's what I would say. And how has been your relationship with TikTok? Because I'm just considering, you know, starting that platform, even though I'm just kind of, I am really hesitant because I, I i don't want to use the platform i just would like to kind of post on it but i know that to kind of post on it i would have to get to know the trends and what is um liked and what is the kind of content that people like to see but i'm just i don't know if i want to support uh, this space so i'm curious how has been your uh, experience with tiktok i like it just because I think like whatever algorithms they use or whatever are just like so much better. Like I feel like on Instagram now, whether it's because it's so crowded or um, I don't know, like sometimes you 
a hundred people see your post, sometimes a hundred thousand people see your post and it like doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> like in the yeah. timing, like you're like, wow, that was like a, that was a solid piece of content. Like how is that only like, like a couple hundred people seeing that um, yeah. versus like sometimes you, you get like inexplicably um, lar large views or likes, uh, but TikTok is like very, like you can have one follower on TikTok and you can get a million views on a, on a video. Um, so your followers don't really matter. It kind of like, at least my understanding is like, you make a video, you know, you post it, it kind of sends it out to like a small group of people. Like, I don't know how it determines which people it goes to, but you know, mm -hmm. small group and depending on like the interaction on it, it'll blast it out to more people and more people and more people if it's good and, and like keeps people on, on the screen for a long time. Um, so I feel like there's just more opportunity to like for people to discover you specifically because it's not based on like people following you. It's um, it's new accounts that are seeing your stuff all the time. Um, and again, I don't know how that it, how it determines where it goes, but um, you know, I think I had like maybe 500 followers and you know, one of my videos got like a hundred thousand views and obviously you get a lot more followers from that. Uh, yeah. But it's just like, you know, once it, it has way more uh, potential to go viral and people to discover you and, um, you know, and obviously then they hopefully will follow some of the other stuff you're doing. So I just like the, the fact that you can really grow on there right now, whereas Instagram's yeah. a lot harder to now. Um, so I would recommend it maybe spend like okay. if it works for you then yeah, i will you try it because i think like i mean you kind of are like the person that i would i would take care of it advice if you said that you know go jump from that building i'm maybe i will not jump but i will consider <laughs> it so i'm i'm willing to try tiktok tiktok i think it's not as bad as jumping from from a building we'll see i'll let you know um if i'm in a hospital um from that <laughs> But I think, yeah, we'll see. I mean, I think it's time. Uh, it's, you know, 2021. And I think, you know, it's time for, I think this year, even though it's kind of like the end of the year, which is crazy again, like the like the 2022 is just around the corner. But let's, let's not stress about that, about that right now. Um, but yeah, I think it's like my end of the year resolution is to step out of my comfort zone when it comes to like, these marathons or or tiktok um i guess that you know when it comes to there are parting um just i mean if i have a like a piece of advice for you if you want to um kind of get the most of this year uh, with me then step out of your comfort zone do the things that make you uncomfortable and then let me know if you failed then we can cry together on instagram or <laughs> wherever you are um, thanks, Pat, again. It was so much fun. Thank you again. Well, I think I'm starting a TikTok account now. Oh my god, who would have thought? I really would never expect that this would be one of my insights of this discussion with, you know, a plant-based powerhouse and an entrepreneur. But... Well, maybe I shouldn't be surprised, actually, and just hop on the trend. I don't know. I think the biggest reason why I'm so hesitant is that I don't really want to 
support a platform which is so addictive and through the use of its algorithm and you know these one minute videos it makes it almost impossible for the user not to become some sort of a slave and just not able to turn it off I personally have a very addictive personality, I'm not gonna lie, and it's very hard for me to draw a line and say no when it comes to pretty much anything that brings immediate pleasure, like games or sweets or a good TV show. And so through experience, I learned that the best way for me not to spend hours and hours just laying in bed and gaming and watching TV shows and eating chocolate is to simply remove the option entirely. So I don't buy these cookies and chocolates and I just don't have any games to play and I make my bed the minute I wake up so I don't go back to it. Yeah, so I'm hesitant, but I also think that TikTok has a huge potential. And so I think I might actually conduct a small experiment and just try out this platform for a while. And then I will also let you know what I think. And if you have any opinions on this topic, I would love to read or to listen to them. So don't hesitate to contact me using our email or Instagram DMs, which are both linked in the episode description. And now, when it comes to the inside of the week. Okay, maybe that will be the new jingle for the segment. We'll see. (laughs) I'm just trying out different things. If this singing is so annoying for you, I think it might be. Just let me know too, because I'm just... I always sing, and this might be the reason why I'm just torturing you right now. But then, anyway, uh, inside of this week... You know, I am back to the usual grind and I'm working a lot. But now, coming back to being extremely quote-unquote busy, what I want to change is that now I really don't want to let this adjective take control of my life and my happiness. Because I really, I don't want to think of myself as busy. I don't want to say to people that I'm busy because it doesn't serve a purpose and it only makes me more stressed and just leaves me thinking about what I have to do when I actually want to relax or just take a shower or just watch something or read something so yeah during this next fall slash winter season when my schedule is usually packed the most packed actually compared to the rest of the year I want to avoid using the word busy to describe my life or when just people ask me how I am because it changes my mindset and just my happiness level and it's not the fact that I have a lot of things to do that makes me unhappy I am okay with that I can actually have a packed schedule and still enjoy every second of it but the thing that actually makes me miserable when I am quote-unquote busy is thinking that I am busy and obsessing over all of the things that I could do or all the things that I could just forget about if I wasn't busy but I want to change my mindset because as the Stoics say it's not about trying to control the things in your life and changing them but it is about controlling how you react to the things in your life and how you can change that reaction so I guess you know the quote life is not 
acting, it's reacting. I don't know. I think someone said that. If not, you can say that I said that. I think it's like time for me to have a quote of my own. I think I have to like go through all of my episodes and find something that is going to be unusually insightful and have that and just that is going to be like the most narcissistic thing about myself if I really become a person who has a quote of their own in their Instagram bio I can become like the most narcissistic person on the internet I think that's nice challenge maybe I'll do that okay anyway let's not get into that right now um coming back to being busy recently i am just trying to actively avoid the word busy and realize that all the things in my schedule are the things that i signed up for and really wanted to do in the past and i should still do them now so instead of complaining about just wanting to have a couple of hours for laying in bed and binging a show that i'm probably going to forget about the next day instead of that i actually want to appreciate being in a place that my past self really dreamed i would one day be and i am and i should be so proud of myself and actually i am so yeah i guess my insight is that the words that we use have power over us and the way you describe how your life is and how you are doing can actually influence your actual mindset and your actual feelings because I don't mind having things to do but when I say I'm busy I am actually becoming busy I'm becoming the person who is stressed and anxious and tired and if I am surrounded with people who complain for some reason I start to complain too and then I'm unhappy and it's not like I don't like my life but just because I I don't know I'm starting to act like them and maybe it's just because I want to fit in probably that I just become sadder or just less excited about the things in my life so my insight like I said it's just be careful about the words that you use to describe yourself and describe how you are feeling i just realized that if you come up to a person and just say that you are tired you actually can feel tired and if you say oh my god the word is so pretty and i'm so energized today and i had the best sleep of my life and my breakfast was so awesome just saying that even if it's not true can make such a huge difference in your mindset and i feel like It's so awesome that we can actually change our emotions through just kind of manipulating our brain and saying the words happy and saying the words excited because your brain is not that smart. It just, it doesn't realize that you are lying. If you say I'm happy, it's just going to believe that you are happy. And I think that it's so incredible that we have this tool and these tools are words. So be careful what you are saying because it's a very powerful tool and yeah I feel like I'm just repeating myself so I'm going to go now and actually get some sleep and I recommend you do the same thing remember about getting that eight hours of sleep and drinking that green smoothie and drinking that water and just taking care of yourself and if you can please take care of someone else too. 
thank you so much for listening to this episode and to my insight of the week and to the interview with Pat. I love you so, so much and I will speak to you in the next episode. edited and produced by Julia Spohr. If you want to learn more, visit the website attached in the episode description or visit our Instagram page, which you can also find in the episode description or at beingbetter.pod. If you want to support the show, there are a couple of ways to do that. The first one and the best one is to share the podcast with your friends and with your family. Tell them why you enjoy it and why they might enjoy it as well. You can also share it on your social media platforms. And another way to help the show is to write a review, rate or subscribe to the podcast because that helps new listeners find the show as well. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and I will speak to you in the next one.